0: Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about how getting away can help us move forward toward more productive lives. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at com slash 371. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander and by the UCI Department of Continuing Education. Be sure to visit Textexpander.com slash podcast to get 20% off your first year of one of my most valued productivity tools. I'll talk a little more about them later on in the episode, but right now I am so pleased to welcome back as a sponsor, the University of California at Irvine Department of Continuing Education. You know, not long ago, uh, I think it was just episode 363, we talked about the challenges and the value of going back to college as an adult even if you already have a degree, continuing education is valuable. For some careers like mine, for instance, it is a requirement that I get a certain amount of continuing education credits each year. As we discussed in episode 363, continuing education, college courses, and and that sort of thing as an adult, opens doors to networking opportunities, better job opportunities, and career progression. In fact, continuing education correlates to higher income, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. I don't think I have to tell you that the current economy is pretty competitive, and the University of California at Irvine Department of Continuing Education the UCIDCE, can prepare you to stand out in the job market. UCIDCE has been serving the lifelong learning and skills development needs of the local, regional, and global community for over 50 years. They offer more than 80 career-focused programs in areas like business, leadership, tech, education, engineering, health sciences, law, finance, and more. Some programs can prepare individuals to sit for industry certifications or provide continuing education credit toward recertification. Courses are offered on a quarterly basis, no formal application is required to enroll, and enrollment is open to everyone, no matter who or where you are. You can learn from instructors who are practicing professionals with extensive relevant industry experience and gain practical skills that can be applied immediately on the job. For more information, visit ce.uci.edu slash learn now. That's ce.uci.edu slash learn now. And I will have a link to this in the show notes if you want to check it out when you're at your computer. Okay, let's get into our topic this week. As I'm recording this, I recently hosted the first ever the productive woman planning retreat Four women from the productive woman community and places kind of all over the United States joined me at my home in Texas for a few days of, of quiet thought of planning for the coming year. I have to say it was a great experience for me um, because I sort of retreated right along with them, spending time thinking about and working on my own plans for the coming year and the, the rest of this year. And as I've been reflecting on the experience, I've thought about the value just in a broader sense of getting away from time to time, uh, of stepping away from our day-to-day lives for a short period of time. In our case, um, they came in on Thursday afternoon and they left on Sunday afternoon. So we had Thursday evening, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and Sunday morning to spend time together, to uh, spend time separately, working on our plans, and it was a, a great experience for me. Why is getting away important for whether it's a day or two or longer? Well, what my, the reason I think about it is creating a meaningfully productive life requires intention and attention. And both are sometimes hard to come by in the midst of our daily lives. We've got a lot going on. We've got a lot of demands on our time, our energy, and our attention. And it can be hard to find time to really focus on the big picture and make plans or make progress even on our big goals. And getting away from the day-to-day can help, whether it's to plan or, or work on a specific project or to create a life plan or yearly goals. Purposefully getting away from our day-to-day can make a big difference. In addition, there is the value of solitude, as we talked about in uh, episode 366, when we were discussing Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism, and the, what he calls chronic solitude deprivation that we're all suffering. uh, Creating and participating in a retreat, getting away for a little while can buy us some solitude. And I buy, buy, maybe it's going to cost us money, but maybe it's just the getting away gives us a chance to, to enjoy that solitude. So what are some of the benefits of getting away for a retreat, whether it's a, a, a you know, a bigger planned retreat or just by yourself? I think there are four main benefits. You may think of others, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. The first one that I think of is clarity. Because time spent thinking deeply without distraction about what's important to you can lead to a clearer vision of what you want for your life and what you need to do to get it. So clarity is the first benefit. The second benefit that came to mind for me is Restoration, when we can get away for some period of time from our day-to-day stresses and obligations, maybe p- spend time in nature, sleeping in, taking naps, or or just relaxing depending on where you are, by the pool or in your own space, uh, we, we can get restored physically, mentally, emotionally from that, that time away. The third thing we can get is perspective, because by taking a step back, especially with a change of scenery, if you go away for a retreat, uh, that can help you see things in a new way. And so I think that's really important as we try to, you know, work on our plans for our life. And the fourth benefit, if you do a getaway with others, is community. If you spend time away with a small or large group, it doesn't matter, but you're going to connect probably with a smaller group, even at a larger event or retreat, you can get someone to brainstorm with, maybe someone to hold each other accountable, to encourage each other and hold each other up as you move forward in planning and putting those plans into action. Those to me are the main benefits of getting away of a retreat, if you want to call it that. And there are various ways to do this, lots of different ways actually to do it. They all have potential benefits and lots of options to consider. So the first one is, do you want to do this alone or with others? And if with others, with a small group that you've chosen or maybe a larger group that somebody else has put together. So that's the first option to think about. The second one would be a timing one, a retreat, a personal retreat can be anything from a few hours to a few days or more. I think a, a longer period is good, as it allows more time to kind of wind down and and settle into the process and focus. Nevertheless, even a few hours, a half day spent at Starbucks or the public library can make a big difference. The third option to consider is: Do you want to do what I'm going to call a themed retreat? or a more general one. And by themed, I mean, are you getting away for a particular type of activity? As I'll mention here in a minute, I have, for instance, participated in a few different kinds of writing retreats with with other people who are working on writing projects. I have a friend who does an annual quilting retreat with the women in her family. They get away and work on a quilt project together. There are wellness-focused retreats, spirituality focused retreats, you know, lots of different kinds of themed ones, or do you just want to get away, have what I'll call a general type of retreat. Either one has its value, depends on what your needs are at the time. The fourth option to think about to consider is do you want a guided retreat or a self-designed one? So a guided retreat would be one where there Is someone else there, a a facilitator, a leader, a teacher who's maybe giving some direction to, and some structure to the retreat, maybe doing some teaching, maybe giving you exercises to go off and work on, on your own, that sort of thing. Or do you want to just put a retreat together yourself where you design it to suit your specific needs? both have their benefits. It depends on, you know, what your needs are at the time. The fifth option to think about is the location. And there are so many options here. There are, of course, uh, places designed to be retreat centers. And they're often in beautiful locations with really gorgeous nature surroundings, maybe near the ocean or a lake, in the forest or a desert. A lot of times these natural surroundings can really contribute to the restoration that I talked about a minute ago and to getting the focus you need. A lot of times retreat centers have programs to help guide your time and I would think they usually include meals in your registration fee. I, um, In preparing for this episode, I Googled the phrase retreat centers near me and also where can I go for a retreat, and I came up with several possibilities just here locally. I'll put a link A couple links in the show notes for some places uh, that I found or articles that evaluate various retreat centers in different parts of the world might be worth checking out if that's something you want to do, where you want somebody to kind of create the structure for you and you go and just participate. So that's one option for a location. A second option would be a hotel. Either near your home or at a destination. The benefits of going to a hotel are, you know, you're away from your house. So you're not there thinking about the laundry or that the kitchen needs to be cleaned up or whatever. You can have privacy. A lot of times hotels have room service. So you don't have to use any time going somewhere, looking for food or cooking it. And they may have other amenities like a pool or a spa that can help contribute to the retreat that you want to plan for yourself. So a hotel can be a great option. Another option for a location would be uh, an Airbnb type of place. These can be less expensive than a hotel. And there are lots of different types of locations to choose from. Again, either near your home, in your community even, um, or at a destination somewhere else that you want to go. You know, you can look on Airbnb websites and uh, what is it? VRBO for locations, search any location that you think might be a good one. Uh, we stayed at a, an Airbnb type place um, on Oahu several years ago when we were there visiting our our son who's stationed there with the U.S. Navy. Um, it would have been a great retreat location uh, and it, the price was pretty great. And it had a kitchen. So the nice thing about Airbnb, if you don't want to pay for meals, um, is usually there's going to be a kitchen you can use where you can bring in your own food and prepare your meals right there. A less formal way, I guess, of doing this, and, uh, maybe a, a less expensive way uh, for a location would be to trade homes with a friend either nearby or in another state or country. As I've thought of this, I thought of the movie, the holiday in which Cameron Diaz in Los Angeles and Kate Winslet in England traded homes for the Christmas holidays and the change in location for them in the movie uh, did them both a whole lot of good and was really life-changing for them. Uh, So, you know, that's a movie, but in real life, that can be a way to, um, find a retreat location that you don't have to spend a lot of money on. If you've got a friend who also wants to do a little bit of a personal retreat and get away, uh, the advantage here is the cost is great, but you're, you're also away from home. And again, away from the distractions that often can uh, plague us when we're at home, keep us from sort of settling in and doing the kind of thinking we need. And a final option for a location is you can do a personal retreat at home. It takes a little planning. Um, You know, if you live with other people, you're going to want to pick a time maybe when they can go somewhere else uh, and you want to set it up and uh, remove the distractions. We'll talk about this maybe a a little bit here in a minute, uh, the kinds of things you'd need to do if you're going to do a personal retreat at home. So, those, anyway, are the options that I think of for locations, potential locations for getting away and doing a personal retreat. As an example, I thought I'd share some retreats or getaways that I have done or participated in, uh, starting from something very simple years and years ago when all the kids were still home. You know, we have five kids, and there was a period of time when I was home full time with five kids, and I love doing that. But every once in a while, I would leave when Mike got home from work. I'd, I'd call him at the office and say, just FYI, I need to get away. So when you get home from work, I'm going to take off for a couple of hours or maybe on a Saturday I'd get away. And I usually would spend a few hours at the public library, just reading, thinking, and planning. We didn't have a lot of money at the time. And so it really wasn't an option for me to, you know, go off to a destination. Plus I had, you know, small kids to care for, but I got a lot of the same benefits simply from going and spending a few hours by myself at the public library, lots of resources, things to read and get ideas, brainstorm things I wanted to do, make plans, that sort of thing. So that's one kind of retreat or getaway that I've done personally. A few years ago, another example is uh, another writer friend here locally. Uh, She and I went to a hotel for the weekend and we went to one of those kind of um, I don't know what they have where you're located. I think it was maybe a Homewood Suites or something like that. It was a you know, r- hotel room that had a little kitchenette in it. And uh, we both brought snacks and so on in our separate writing projects. And we spent the time working. We shared the cost, obviously. We'd meet up for meals. Otherwise we'd work separately. Um, you know, one of us in the desk in the bedroom area, one at a, on the couch in the living area, that type of thing. And that was a really great getaway just for a weekend. Another time I went by myself away for a weekend at a hotel in another city. I, I think I had miles saved up or something and I flew to the city. I just, Picked a hotel right there at the airport so I didn't have to rent a car or, you know. P- pay for a, a taxi or anything like that. And I just spent the weekend in my hotel room. I'd go downstairs to the restaurant in the hotel. I chose one that had a restaurant uh, and ate my meals down there. But I spent most of my time that weekend in my room working on a particular project that I needed to, to make progress on. And so that was a, a getaway that I did just by myself. Uh, Another example is author Susan May Warren, who's one of my favorite authors. She, for several years, did what she called Deep Thinkers Retreats. They were retreats for writers organized by her. She's a a best-selling Many times published author um, and with lots of experience and really, really good at mentoring other writers. And so she organized this retreat. Um she did several of them at a large house that she rented in Florida. I think she did some at a large home in Minnesota. And those of us who participated paid to attend. And our registration fee included lodging at this house, meals, uh, teaching time from her and, and another writer that she had there with her, brainstorming time as a group where we, you know, help each other out with our story ideas, and lots and lots of separate time to write. And it was a really great experience, just a few days away Guided and structured by Susan. Uh, I did a similar retreat at an historic home up in Minnesota, which was organized by a woman who arranged for meals. You know, she rented the house, this historic home, for a long weekend, I believe it was. Um, She arranged for someone to come in and cook the meals for us, and she set up an outing or two, I think a tour of, of the home and some things like that. But most of it, Uh, was time we spent on our own. We'd meet in the mornings after breakfast and maybe in the evenings after dinner, but we had lots and lots of time on our own to work on our projects. Another example uh, of a, a great kind of retreat that you might consider is a woman's wellness retreat in Alaska that was planned by uh, a former Productive Woman guest, Mandy Hansen, and she was our guest on episode 149. She invited me to come and speak at this wellness retreat. It was a group of women at uh, this kind of retreat center home on the waterfront up in Alaska. She had a couple of women who came in and cooked all the meals. She planned special sessions on various wellness-related topics. There was a massage therapist there. There were yoga sessions um, you know, we had a movie night because this house had kind of a theater room and so much more. And it was a really well put together retreat focused on wellness for this group of women who attended. And it was really a, a great experience for me. It was an honor, of course, to be asked to speak to the women. And I enjoyed, I, I, I did kind of a keynote type Talk one evening, and then I did a, a goal setting workshop that people c- could choose to attend. Uh, and there were other speakers there as well that did different sessions like that. That was a really well planned, well thought out. Uh, getaway for this group of women. I thought Mandy did a great job of putting it together. And there are lots of things like that. And she continues to do this every year. I'll try to remember to put a link to her um, website in the show notes in case this sounds like something you'd be interested in participating in. Then there is the Productive Woman planning retreat that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. This was one that I put together. It was here at my home in North Texas. And the purpose of it was for planning, um, setting some goals and just getting a plan in place for the coming year. And it was a loosely structured, slightly guided retreat. That's how I envisioned it. Uh we gathered for meals. Uh we gathered for a movie night one evening. And um each morning after breakfast and then after lunch, uh, we'd gather in the living room for some discussion and guidance. We'd talk about, you know, evaluating priorities and that sort of thing, different goal setting kind of things and maybe um discuss with each other um, you know, what we were all thinking about and working on. And then after a brief group session like that, everyone would kind of go their own way to various places on the property and work on their own plans. And so it was, I, I had a great time as I mentioned because I participated along with them and um, got a lot of great insights into some things I want to do in the coming year. And then finally, I will be participating in a uh, retreat, a getaway in February of 2022 with a small group of other writers. Uh, one of them located a large house near the beach in Florida, and we are simply splitting the cost among those of us who are attending. Each of us will be handling her own food. There are no planned activities for this one. We just, will each have our own room, plan our own use of the time that we have to do what we want to there. And this one's a more extended retreat. Uh, She'll have the house for two weeks. And so I think in my case, I plan to drive there from Texas and I can take with me the things I want to take with me and um, stay as long as I'm able to, Um, you know, for me to get away from my, my law practice for two weeks isn't very practical at this stage, but I, I plan to minimize the amount of work I do, work a little bit each day from that location because I can take my computer and stuff with me and spend most of the time working on some plans and some other projects that I have in mind. So those are examples of different kinds of retreats. I've never gone to one at like a a professionally led retreat center, although I've read a lot about people who've done it and I think it could be a great experience. So there are lots of different alternatives there. So I thought I'd share before we wrap up maybe a few suggestions on how to make the most of your getaway. If you are getting away from your day to day life with a goal of moving forward in your own productivity, What are some things you can do to really make the most of that time away? I think the first thing is to have a purpose in mind. Really think about this. Why are you doing this? What do you hope to accomplish? And maybe there'll be primary and secondary objectives for your time away, whether it's a half day or two weeks or more. So maybe are you going there to set goals for the coming year or the month or the quarter? Are you planning to make progress on a specific project? So maybe to outline a book or write a certain number of chapters, complete a quilt, uh, revamp your resume and create a list of what you're looking for in your next job draft a business plan for this, this business you want to launch, that might be a purpose that you have for your getaway. Maybe as a primary purpose, maybe as a secondary purpose, you'll have uh, rest and restoration uh, or connection with other people if they're going to be there. I read this great article after I'd almost finished outlining this episode. I did a little uh, looking around on the internet and found a couple great articles, which I'll link in the show notes. Um, Katie Levatic, I think in her article called personal retreats, your guide to hitting reset offers this advice. She says, think of your intention as the North star of your retreat. It's why you want to take the time and space to fill your own cup When you're clear on this, it's easier to plan a retreat that's perfect for exactly what you need right now. Try this Mad Libs exercise to get clear on your why. And I thought this was really good. So interjecting here into what she's saying, if you're trying to craft a a meaningful purpose for your getaway, here's a, a great sort of thing to fill in the blanks to help you guide your thinking. And this is what she suggests. My biggest challenge right now is blank, and I want to create a retreat to help me blank so I can feel blank. I just thought that was really, really good, really thought-provoking, a good way to kind of guide your thinking as you develop the purpose for why you're getting away. The second thing is to prepare. What do you need for it to be a successful retreat? I mean, there are lots of things to think about, you know, I like food. You got to think about food. Um, How are you going to eat? Where are you going to eat? If you're providing the food, I recommend that you plan meals that are quick and easy to prepare. So for the productive woman retreat that we just did, uh, we had a couple of crockpot meals and some salad kits from Costco that were really good. Um, Or if you're doing a self-created retreat, will you bring in someone to cook if there's for you, you and other people like the Minnesota and Florida retreats that I've gone to that I mentioned. So think about what you're going to do for food and how can you simplify it, have it be delicious and restorative and special, but without taking a lot of your time away from the real reason you're there uh, for your getaway or your retreat. Second thing to think about is sleeping arrangements. Again, it depends on whether you're going alone or with a group of other people, but think about that. Uh, I recommend bringing comfy clothes, including some slippers or fuzzy socks, sweats or yoga pants, whatever's comfortable for you so that you can really relax. And think about what what you need in terms of supplies for your project. If you're goal setting or um, working on a specific project, what do you need? Paper, pens, and a notebook, index cards, yarn, quilting supplies, whatever. Pl- uh, prepare yourself for those things. Second thing, as you think about what you need for the retreat, in addition, you need to think about what needs to be taken care of at home so you can stay focused while you're on retreat. Uh, What do you need to do about child care, pet care? Do you need a house sitter? Uh, Do you need someone to cover for you on your work obligations? Set up an out of office message that directs you know incoming calls to the person who can help them while you're away. But think about those things. That's part of the preparation. Uh, The next thing is to plan. So you've got a purpose You've, you're preparing. You're going to plan. First of all, budget for it. Make sure you set aside money for the location. If you're or the you know if you're paying to attend or you're going to a hotel or Airbnb, for food, for treats, supplies, all those things that you need. So that's part of the plan is budgeting for it. If it's not a guided retreat, create a schedule for your time. Don't expect that you're going to work. You know, nose to the grindstone on this this event around the clock. Allow time for breaks, for recreation. Maybe visit the pool or the spa if the location has it. Have a movie night, but put boundaries around things like TV and social media. Um, make make plans to put those things away most of the time, so you can have quiet. Uh, and, and uninterrupted time. Uh, writer, Natalie Jessionka in an article published on the Muse recommends this. She says, consider some highlights of your perfect day. What would you really enjoy doing? What's absolutely necessary for you to get done. Identify what tools or extras would make the mandatory work easier to complete. Maybe aromatherapy while you're gra- you grade papers, a powerful run. Figure out what can help you and build it into your day during this retreat. Even if you're participating with others, which is, I you know, I think can be a great experience, make sure to build in time for solitude, as Cal Newport's book defines it, and as we discussed in that episode. Solitude, meaning time with no input from other minds. So not just no people talking to you, but also no outside input, no social media, no internet, all of that. Build in time for true solitude. So as you're planning, establish a balance of community time and alone time to really make the most of this time away. Uh, if you're planning it yourself, decide is it going to be completely free form, the, the schedule that you're putting together Or will you bring in someone else, an outside person to guide or maybe do teaching sessions or little workshops? Again, you don't want to fill up the days with that, but maybe that will be helpful for you and or other people if you're doing it with a group. The point is to build your schedule intentionally with your objectives in mind. Going back to that purpose we talked about, um, why you're there, what you hope to accomplish, build a schedule accordingly. And for more ideas on creating a retreat that's really going to be meaningful and and useful to you, you can simply Google something like planning a personal retreat. And I will link to a few articles in the show notes uh, that might give you some ideas if this is something you're thinking about, whether it's for the end of this year uh, to get ready for next year or something you want to do in the coming year for yourself and maybe a a group of women that, you know, uh, There are lots of ideas out there to help you put something together that can get you all these benefits that we talked about of clarity, restoration, perspective, and community. So those are my thoughts uh, coming out of this experience that I've had recently. But what do you think? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Have you participated in an intentional getaway or retreat like I've been talking about? And if so, how did it? help you move forward to making a life that matters as you define it. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. You can share your experiences, your thoughts, your ideas in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 371 or uh, you can post in the Productive Woman Facebook page. Of course, if you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place for us to continue this conversation. And maybe, you know, if you're interested in putting something together, you know, connect with other women in the community who might be interested in in putting together a retreat with you. I, I think I definitely want to do... Uh, do the Productive Woman planning retreat again in the coming year. It was such a great experience, uh, and the women who participated seemed to really uh, find benefit in it as well. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'd love to hear them. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Um, Before we go, a quick word about one of my very favorite productivity tools and a sponsor for this episode, a tool that I use pretty much every day for a very long time is Text Expander. This is a tool that lets you create snippets, abbreviations formed from a few characters that you type and then they expand into longer text. Anything that you type or copy and paste frequently is a great candidate for text expander and can save you huge amounts of time. I use it for simple texts, like frequently typed phone numbers, email addresses, my state bar license numbers, and so much more. I also use it for longer formatted texts, like responses to frequently asked questions or information for podcast guests about our recording process, Text Expander is available anywhere you type. So if you use Mac, if you use a Windows-based computer, iOS, Android, more, it works on websites, in Word documents, pretty much anywhere you type, Text Expander can work. Uh, It helps me to be correct and consistent in my messaging. And if you have a team for your business or organization, you can share snippets via Text Expander for Teams so that message will... Uh, be consistent and current across your team. Um, Expand content that corrects your spelling, keeps your language consistent with just a few keystrokes. Uh, And if you listen to this podcast, as you must be, um, you can get 20% off your first year of this tool by visiting textexpander.com slash podcast. Uh, again, that's Textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. And be sure and let them know I sent you. In addition, if expanding your knowledge and continuing your education is part of your plan for the coming year, remember to visit ce.uci.edu/learnnow to learn more about how University of California Irvine's Department of Continuing Education can help. That's ce.uci.edu/learnnow. And thank you so much to Hex Expander and UCI for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.